Welcome to Run This World. My name is Nicole DeBoom. I'm a former pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you insights and inspiration from some of the world's greatest visionaries who will help you run your world in ways that you didn't even realize were possible. All in the framework of the amount of time it takes for the average person to run a 5K. That's 36 minutes and 38 seconds, give or take a mile. We often go long, so get ready. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone. I'm very excited to introduce you to Barb Lazarus today. This is a woman who graduated from a career in the U.S. Attorney's Office. She's been a lawyer for many years and has made it her second life's mission to empower and give back to girls. Of course, I wanted to interview her. This is my passion too. Barb is the founder of Game On Sports Camps for Girls. This is for girls age four to 14, a time when it's a very impressionable time in kids and especially girls' development. Um, She started in Chicagoland and has now expanded her camps into Ohio and Colorado. Barb is so incredible that she won the ESPN Toyota Everyday Hero Award for the work she does for girls. This is big time. I met her a few years ago when we coordinated so that a school bus of little girls showed up at Skirt Sports to learn more about what we do there. Because part of the mission of Game On Sports Camps for Girls is that they also visit women role models. The other part of the mission is they actually do sports (laughs) all day, every day in the summer, and they have fun. You're going to hear so much more about this. I was so impressed that I signed Wilder up for four weeks of camp this year. And I'm going to be honest with you. This camp, it is chock full of the coolest activities. And I expected it to cost like a thousand bucks a week. And from my perspective and looking at other camps out there with the early bird discount, it was only $2.99 a week. Plus, we signed up for a couple extra hours in the afternoon, so if we need to work late, we can pick her up at 5.30, and it was only 75 bucks a week to do that. So here's the deal. It won't necessarily break the bank. Um, But before I I get Barb on, and you can listen to all the incredible insight she has, I have to start with a little story. So after our interview, um, Wilder came home, and had the opportunity to meet Barb. And it was really cool to watch because she ran right up to her and gave her a big hug. You know how there's certain people who kids just know that they are advocates for them? And Wilder just started babbling away at all the cool stuff she's doing. And Barb, they were having a blast. And and they gravitated over to, uh, there were a couple little Play-Doh figures that Wilder had made. And it was like a mommy and a little girl. And Barb said, oh, yes. Oh, wow. I really do. I really like these. So here's the thing. I have a little homework for you. Can you do something for me? I want you to make one more. But this time, I want you to show the girl kicking a ball. Can you do that? And Wilder kind of looked in and thought about it for a second. And she said, well, yeah. Yeah, I think I can do that. But then it would have to be a boy. And I just, my heart sank and I like sucked in air and I looked at Barb and her eyes kind of opened. I don't think either of us were expecting that. And Wilder said, because girls don't kick balls. And, um, and it really, it was a gut check and it hit me. It was an important reminder that If we are already seeing this mindset in a five-year-old girl who is Tim and Nicole DeBoom's child who lives in one of the most active, fittest households in the fittest city, Boulder, Colorado, in the world, and we all place an emphasis on health and activity, then we got a lot of work to do. So with that in mind, let's bring Barb on 
and see what we can do. All right, you ready to go? Ready to go. Woo! I love <laughs> sitting here across from you, Barb. Thanks for coming on to the show. My pleasure. Okay, so where have you come from? Well, where have I come from? Um, yeah, you don't live here. You're not in Boulder, Colorado all that often. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, actually being born like I have oh. parents and give them a little credit. Well, let's give them some credit then. Let's start there. Why not? Where are you from? Where'd you come from? Actually, I was uh, born and raised outside of Chicago. What suburb? Uh, first lived in Northbrook and then Highland Park, but was born, as my father likes to say, under the Capitol Dome in Springfield, Illinois, while oh. he was working for the Attorney General's office. Oh, and that's yes. a little foreshadowing, um, kind of. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm from Downers Grove. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, I went to Downers South High School. We are neighbors. We have that. I love it. So I totally understand what it's like to grow up in the Chicago suburbs. But I actually think you should share your perspective on that. We grew up in uh, a nice area. I was very fortunate in that my parents instilled values uh, that allowed my uh, beautiful younger sister, who's two years younger, um, who I'm very close to, uh, to realize that we were fortunate and to uh, realize that there were less fortunate. One of the interesting parts about my background is that my mom was born in Poland and my mom's parents, um, longer story which I won't get into, ended up in the Dominican Republic. Oh, that's so crazy. How did, wait, I kind of need to know how that happened. Sure. All right. I'll try to make it as brief and concise <laughs> as I can here. Well, it's interesting no matter what. So my, um, so I'm Jewish. My mother's real mom and her blood brother were killed in concentration camps. Oh, wow. And my mother escaped being put on the train to go to the gas chambers by feigning, um, well, actually, she was five years old, and my aunt who was with her uh, feigned fainting, faked it. And they put my mom, who was four or five years old at the time, on her stomach and were able to shuffle them off. And from that point on, my mother and her aunt lived on a German farm. And my mother, just as an example of her life, was not allowed to take off her bandana to show that she had dark hair. Wow. Because no one in Germany had dark hair? Uh, they were, you know, going after the, mm -hmm. the the ideal German blonde hair, yeah, blue eyed. Oh you know. my gosh! Yeah. So, so to continue, my my mother's father survived a concentration camp, and through the Jewish underground, after the war, found my mom. My grandfather ended up marrying my grandmother, who I, I don't call step-grandmother, but she's really my step-grandmother, who was my mom's teacher in the orphanage. And the, they wow. couldn't get into the United States after the war, so they ended up going to the Dominican Republic. My grandfather and grandmother started a mattress stuffing factory, became very successful, and the reason I bring this up is because we talked about values mm -hmm. and growing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm tying this in. Every year for the first 18 years of my life, we went to the Dominican Republic, which is a third world country. So we saw and experienced and communicated with, you know, the, the, the third world population who lived in, you know, conditions that were beyond horrible okay the word that comes to mind is compassion yes through this entire story of your moms and ancestors basically lives right yes oh my gosh and then even what they went on to do for a living and then being in the dominican republic and 
Oh, good Lord. So compassion, is that one of your values? Compassion and understanding that we were very fortunate in terms of how we were raised and, and grew up. Absolutely. So, yeah, there was that dichotomy that was very important in shaping the values for my sister and I. And so have you been down to the fat uh, mattress stuffing factory? I was there for 18 years and still remember the smell. Um, that was sold a long time ago. Okay. And my grandfather <laughs> has since passed and my grandmother has since passed. And uh, very close with my mom's uh, stepbrother, extremely close. Wow, it's just amazing. Gosh. It's an amazing so, story. You know what, though? It's really interesting because as kids, we don't usually have a lot of compassion or, like you said, understanding of how fortunate we are and we just go about our lives with me 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 perspective yes but yet you've created something for kids like we once were that i'm assuming um that those values are, are a big part of right absolutely giving back um the whole idea of contributing to society yeah. is very very important well, let's go back. Let's talk about your path from, so we've learned, wow, we've learned some history that's <laughs> kind of got me like speechless over here. I mean, it's, that's an incredible story. That needs to be a movie. It can be. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it can be. All right. Anybody who wants to write a, sc a screenplay, <laughs> just, you know, connect with us. Yeah. Um, so what you, you went on and you ended up going to a really great college in the Midwest. Yes. Went to University of Michigan. All go right. blue. Oh, Got to get in that plug. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. I met someone yesterday and they were like, go blue. Everybody's go blue. All right. You went to Michigan. Um. So, and you played sports. Right? I played tennis at Michigan. Absolutely. So uh, did you play sports in high school too? High school. Uh, I was one of those fortunate, uh, title nine had just, you know, broken into to creation. And what is one of those early fortunate uh, benefactors of, of Title IX. So I played tennis, volleyball, basketball, and softball starting my freshman year in high school and really had not been introduced to sports until seventh grade. Ah, got it. And camp. Keyword, camp. Tell me about camp. Uh, I went to, I was fortunate enough to go to an overnight camp in Eagle River called Otanagon, which is no longer. Okay. Otanagon taught me um, values related to sports and really uh, changed my life in, in that way. I realized that by participating on teams, by um, sharing some of the values that are so important when you are a part of sports and when you have an active lifestyle, uh, really shape you as a person. And I, and I came to that realization. But going a little bit back and digressing a little bit, a mm -hmm. um, little bit back, by that time, by the time I had gotten to Otanagon, I was fortunate because I knew how to throw a ball. And how'd you know how to throw a ball? <laughs> the boys on my block were all older than me. And they would, in the, uh, when the weather cooperated, go on the street, start a baseball game, they would invite me to play catcher. They'd put one of the baseball hats on me backwards, taught me how to throw a ball, and referred to me fondly as the dame. <laughs> Which you could take, you know, you could take either way there. But if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have really been able to have at least the confidence to go to Otanagon mm. and participate in these sports and start excelling. And that carried through to my high school years. So let's talk about some of these, you've mentioned things you've learned through sport and the word confidence just came up. I mean, we all know that sports bring women and girls and boys and men, you know, anybody and human beings uh, various traits and tools that they're going to use the rest of their life, depending on how deeply they get in. And for you, was confidence the number one thing? First of all, you're speaking the game on language. There. All right. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I'm part of it. You, I am part of it. You bet. I know. <laughs> you it's bet. cool. Um, sorry, go back to the question. Oh, yeah. It was, what are the different traits that you felt sports helped instill in you as a younger girl? The concept of being a good teammate. Think about the definition 
of being a respected and valued member of a team. Think about all the values that go into that, that translate to life skills and positive values both on the athletic fields and off in life. You're talking, you're talking respecting others, you're talking respecting differences, you're talking persistence, the ability to make a mistake, the ability to fall down and get back up. You're talking work ethic. Um, you are talking about you know, self-esteem, but also not always thinking about yourself and thinking about the team as a whole mm -hmm. and, and that whole you know, integration of, of values. Yes, so. and you use the word respected. And I think, you know, I've obviously got a five-year-old. I talk about her all the time. She's been on the show. She's had some <laughs> cameos. Um, maybe she will today. We'll see. But uh, she doesn't really know respect yet. And I'm, that, that's something that's becoming important for us now. Yes. Because I'm seeing disrespect start yes. to happen because she doesn't understand it yet. So tell me, first of all, how can I teach her that? <laughs> Yeah. Are sports going to teach you that? Am I going to teach you that? Like, how, how do you do that for your child? You know, I'm proud to say that Game On has an impact in that respect, but I feel that the reason it has an impact is because of if, if you create a team atmosphere, even in the home. Mm, that's a good way to put even it. Even in the home, she's going to learn that the team is going to excel or do their best and, by the way, have the most in fun and really enjoy doing it if you're working together. That's it, working together. Mm -hmm. and, and you know when you get those tensions and you're like, I want you to do this, but I want to do this and you're not the boss of me, but I am the boss of you. Well, you're not the team anymore. You got it. Whew. And yes, there are... That's you know, ringing there are true right now. I'm just... <laughs> God, I think I had that conversation this morning. <laughs> there are team leaders. I mean, you're going to have team leaders. But what we also instill and encourage is respecting those who are the natural leaders, who have that strength, and figuring out how to combine the strengths of the team rather than focusing on weaknesses. Oh, she stinks at that. Oh, she stinks at that. And instead, focusing on everyone's strengths and putting those together. And that's the way you're going to achieve. Oh my gosh, that's such a great message for work, for your marriage, for your kids, for your actual sports teams, for, I mean, for anything. That's what team sports teaches. That's what sports teaches in general to me. Yes. And you know, I think even <clears throat> though I ended up doing non-team sports for a career, mm -hmm. I did team sports as a kid. Every kid has the opportunity to get into sports. Even if it's not an organized thing, they still have the opportunity through PE and other you know, classes they may take where they're going to be in that environment. And I think like sometimes you forget that because we're very competitive. We're always thinking about the actual sports teams you know, later on. But no, they've got the opportunity early, so it's up to us to recognize that and put the pressure on a little bit. Help yeah. them learn those traits. Yeah, if you can create a team atmosphere, and I'm not sure, PE is extremely important, and it's very disappointing that PE programs are being cut, even I know. here mm -hmm. in Colorado, which is I know. incredible. It's me. it's really bad. I don't even know the stats. All I know is that it's not nearly like it was when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean, something that Game On has the opportunity to provide that PE classes don't always you know, have that that um, that privilege is is to create the team atmosphere, and part of the team atmosphere is spirit mm. and energy, and rallying around the team and each of its members as one to really create the enjoyment and to be able to learn how to feel the benefits of being a part of a team. And it's hard for PE classes to do that. And you know, I've had some I've had some amazing PE teachers and we have PE teachers that are coaches at Game On. You know, that are the role models that we seek uh, when we when we hire for Game On, any programming, school year camps. Um, but that's something we have the opportunity to do. 
and that's important. Oh, absolutely. So you grew up doing sports. You found, you know, that that was something that was going to help you later in life. I mean, didn't know it at the time, but you were finding, you're discovering all these things about yourself. And then you went on and you played sports in college and you became a successful business person. And do you think, let's talk a little bit about your career after college, what you did for career and how sports played into that and any lessons you have for people um, as they're pursuing their careers on how they can use these lessons. What sports did for me is give me confidence, confidence to be able to present in front of people, confidence to be able to, to even during the learning process, to feel comfortable with myself. And that is a, a very hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. So after college, I actually went to law school and you'll hear the word pride a lot because that's part of the, the game on atmosphere. But I'm proud to say that um, was the first assistant U.S. attorney in Chicago to be hired out of law school in probably over 10 years. Wow. So I was on a trial team during law school. Sports gave me so much of the confidence and the communication skills, the work ethic to excel at being a trial lawyer, to get up in front of people and to, whether you were confident or not, to communicate and make them feel confident. And that is something that sports definitely enabled me to do. Gosh, that is so cool. So you tried cases. I tried cases. I was a trial lawyer, loved every minute of it. Really? Like what kinds of cases? Political corruption. Oh, wow. um, Gang-related cases. These were all federal as opposed to state Mm -hmm. criminal cases. Mm -hmm. Mail fraud. Um, securities fraud, many different types of offenses that involved crossing state lines. Got it. Okay. So had a very um, satisfying career as a prosecutor. But as when I started a family, uh, went on to become the first press secretary at the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, in Chicago because at that very moment in time, the Department of Justice was getting smart and realizing that the bigger offices needed a liaison that could talk legalese Mm. and get along with the press. Mm -hmm. And that was the start of the rest of my career. They still need that. Yes, they do. (laughs) Let's just say. (laughs) Hey, that could be another future return to that career for you. So, I mean, I can totally see that. I mean, there's something when you gain confidence that even how you stand changes. Absolutely. And people feed off of that. Well said. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay. So at what point along the way did you decide you're going to start this new enterprise and take over the world with Game on Sports Camps for (laughs) Girls? I had always harbored the dream of giving back. Extremely important to me. So there was a particular point in my career where I had really appreciated every step of the way because after the US Attorney's Office, I went into the media relations business and really learned business at that point. There was a point in my career and in my life as a mom which was, you know, as a, as a wife and a mom, my number one priority. Where my family w- was ready to give me the support that I needed to pursue my dream. And that's how Game On was born. Game On was born out of passion and understanding of what sports can do for a young girl. And I'm not saying that it can't do the same for young boys, but there are the culture we live in and the opportunities that are presented to boys, and we're going into our 11th year. So back then, you know, there just weren't those same opportunities for girls. There was no program, and I still say to this day, there's no multi-sport program like Game On in the country, even for boys, that accomplishes what it does. Well, let's talk about Game On so people understand what this means. So first of all, it's interesting to me that you had boys, but you created a girls' sport camp. Did you always wish you had a little girl? 
never, <laughs> never had that wish. Um, I was blessed to have healthy children, and that was my goal. Awesome. And loved raising my boys. They awesome. were very athletic, too. Yeah, but so. now they're not little boys anymore. No, but they're still cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> still lovable. Awesome. So, um, so tell us about the structure of Game On. The mission behind Game On is really to empower girls with um, all of the things we've been talking about, all the values, the skills, the confidence, the awareness of what it means to be a healthy young girl that can mature into a valued teammate and a high achiever in life. Mm-hmm. And sports as we have proven and our programming um, really does accomplish that. Whether we're in school year programming and we have them, you know, for one hour once a week in our multi-sport programming, or whether we have them for three, four, five, six, seven, or eight weeks at Game On, um, which is which is the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we let me back up a sec, because mm-hmm. whenever you're starting a business, you know, you get an idea and it swirls. Right. I'm assuming you had an idea and it just went around your head and your head and your head. And you're like, the base of the idea was how can I give back these great and amazing things that help build me as a person? And you want to give back and you want to share that to other girls. But you could have gone any direction with this. Like, was there an epiphany moment where you were like, aha, it's that camp experience? That's what a was great it? question, actually. Two things. First of all, was my own campus experience and the bonds and all of the different things that I learned. So knowing the value of camp in a in the life of a of a young girl. Is camp like is it that there's no parents? But it's almost like for lack of a better word, like the sorority type. I wasn't in a sorority, but I imagine that feeling of just this bond that closeness you're gonna develop with these girlfriends that you're never gonna get anywhere else. Or what what is the what's the magic? The magic of camp as opposed to um, other opportunities that we have to impact is the amount of time in a day that you can work with these girls. Okay, got it. So we have them from nine to three officially. Sometimes, you know, if we have pre-camp nest. You, you have know, Wilder till 530 because we're yeah. paying for after camp. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Yeah. So it's really the amount of time that you can put into impacting each one of these girls, impacting their growth as an athlete and as a person. Mm-hmm. And that six hours a day gives you that opportunity. Amazing. Unlike any other experience. Yep. Well, you said there were two parts. It was the camp experience. Yes. What was the other part of the epiphany? The other part, what I just said. Okay, got it. The my It was my personal experience mm-hmm. mixed with the way that I felt I could give back and have the most impact on young girls. Yep, awesome. So, okay, so they show up, and what? how do they go through their day at Game On? Typical day Game On style. Yeah. We have core sports, tennis, volleyball, basketball, okay. softball, lacrosse, soccer, and if we are fortunate enough to have a pool, swimming. During the mornings, the focus for each young camper slash athlete is rotating through these core sports, regardless of your level, with a focus on the concept of team, because you are on a team rotating with a coach. We call counselors coaches. That's game on lingo. Perfect. And you are with your team, and you are rotating through these core sports. So for example, Monday and Wednesday, you might be rotating to tennis, volleyball, and basketball. Tuesday and Thursday, it's softball, lacrosse, and soccer. Cool. Okay. Fridays, a whole separate day, completely special, completely unique to game on that every camper, once they go through one, can't wait to go through another. It's called Challenge Course Friday. Awesome. So there is typically a skill or skills of the week in each of those core sports that are the focus. But hey, this is camp, right? So we do make sure that we are working with each camper as an individual and paying close attention to their level. So every camper comes in at different levels. We have campers who've never played a sport before. We have campers who are not experienced enough to 
actually go out and play the sport all the way to campers who are naturally talented and have had years of, for example, mm-hmm. tennis lessons yep. and, and are competitive. Mm-hmm. Putting those girls together on a team and not segregating them by skill teaches volumes. It, it is incredible for them to mix and learn how to lead, learn how to respect others for their strengths. But back to back to me. Oh, okay. but no, I love that. That's critical because I'm imagining my little five-year-old. And I told Maria, your uh, Boulder, Colorado uh, leader, right? Mm-hmm. I told her, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. <clears throat> like, I'm signing her up for four weeks. What if she doesn't like the first day? And Maria, I could see she was kind of like, oh, she's going to like it. But how do you explain that to a worried mom? Like, how's she going to like it? I don't know she's going to like it because of all the things you just said. You're going to make sure that she's finding those bonds and feeling accepted right away because with these little peanut heads, like, she's never played any of these sports. You know, this is going to be first time for all of them. So, of course, it would seem very intimidating. But the way that you guys build this program, you take away the intimidation. It's huge. It's about building their confidence. And if they already have the confidence, it's enhancing. Mm, I like that. The little, the, the smallest bit of progress that these campers make, we go nuts. We yeah. go nuts. Oh my Did gosh. Did you feel that? Did you feel that softball swing? Did you feel how you hit that forehand? That was awesome. And by, by creating that kind of atmosphere, we are instilling confidence. Mm-hmm. And we're not lulling them into a false sense of security. We are not. If you know, if if they fall down and if they make mistakes, we're teaching them a different lesson. But once they get that skill, yeah, and and we have all these different incentives to to keep them going. Once they get it and they feel that, there's nothing like it. You should see the smiles. You should see the the you know, pride is written all over their faces, and the whole team rallies around. Them. Oh, absolutely! It feels like there's a mentoring. It's almost like a, a mentoring for kids approach here going on. Yeah. But, you know, the, the the other part of this is it's our opportunity to not only teach lessons, but to to introduce and, in, and encourage an active lifestyle in a fun way. Right? This is yeah. summer camp. I, I've said that before. It's a blast. So we... It's not doing drills in basketball. We're not out there doing drills. We're playing these fun contests that incorporate the skill of the week. Mm. And they don't even know they're learning. That's the best kind of learning. <laughs> That's the program in the mornings. I'll tell you, I've, I mentioned Game On to a bunch of my mom friends, right? And they, instead of like, I want to sign my kid up. Well, some of them are signing their kids up, of course. But they were like, we want a Game On sports camp for moms, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Whoa! We, yep. Are you have, kidding? You know, I don't know about what the name will be, but Game On Sports Camp for Grown Up Girls and having a two day boot camp where. Done. Look, Sign tennis, me up. lacrosse, I don't know basketball. any of those sports. I really want to learn them. Awesome. Okay. All right. So I was going to ask you, where, where are you going next? But that, you know, that could be a potential direction. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, that's something that I have the materials created for. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh. just haven't been able to actually market it and and you know go for it. But all right, anyone listening, if you want to you know help Barb get this thing off the ground to improve grown up girls' lives too, you just reach out to us. We'll put your your contact info in the show notes. You know, I also think it's really interesting that you know it's for girls four to fourteen, mm-hmm. and we know that that is the time in their life when they're really developing their self esteem and their body image starts to come under fire at a certain age and they're really susceptible to peer pressure. I think this is a critical time to build their confidence. I wonder um, if you have any thoughts or stories about girls and you know the body image issue, for instance, and how what you're seeing through Game On and helping girls overcome some of those problems. Going into our 11th year, I would venture to say that we've seen just about every issue you could possibly imagine. Mm. And um, faced them very sensitively. Yes, we have had many issues with with body image or or even various handicaps. Mm. We've had a camper that had Tourette's. We've had we have a camper now who's phenomenal who is hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are campers who have come to game on and have felt 
you know, that team spirit and have really become a part of a team and knows what it feels like and come out of there understanding the type of person that they're looking for, the type of friend that they're looking for. And yes, I'm talking about four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds too, which is our ponytail division. They're so cute. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Love they're <that>. so cute. <laughs> um, but yes, we have. And th- we've had those same issues at camp too. And the way we approach some of these issues that we've seen and tackled at Game On through the years is through a little bit of sensitivity training. Mm, How does that look? It can take many forms, but oftentimes what has succeeded, um, I guess I can give you a couple of examples, but one is, you know, acting out skits with certain scenarios and it truly is sensitivity training and putting, you know, letting each camper rotate through different roles and, and feel what it's like. And yeah, they kind of get the fact that it's not real life, but at the same time, the conversation that develops, is really interesting. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I need to do some more of that. I'm picking up a lot of tips for parenting <laughs> and business. Right yes. Now. Yes. Um, but, but, one of the other interesting um, stories I can tell you is we do give ribbons. Part of life, you get grades. Some of your friends are going to get A's, B's, C's, whatever it is, right? We give ribbons on Challenge Course Fridays. And I won't go into the whole thing, but it's it's a very special day. And some of the campers earn uh, more uh, advanced levels of ribbons than others do, right? So it's sensitive mm-hmm. because even though we talk about not comparing yourself to your friends or your teammates and that this is about your own progress, mm-hmm. it's natural, right. right? So one year we did a, a push-up contest and it was me against these college athletes, three other college athletes who were strong. One was a college rower, one was a college softball player. I mean, seriously. And they were your coaches? They were my coaches. Okay. Or or Not your grown-up girls campers. Okay. Right. Okay. And so in front of the whole camp, in order to, to tra- you know, to give some sensitivity training, we, we awarded ribbons. And it was how many push-ups you could do in a minute. Okay. And I knew that I was not going to do as many push-ups as some of the others. And sure enough, I did my push-ups and everybody was cheering for everybody. And um, the other three did way more push-ups than I did. So I got our gold ribbon, which is the basic ribbon. Mm -hmm. And they got the the greens, the reds, and blues, whatever, right? I was so proud of the fact because seriously, and this is true, I did the most push-ups I'd ever done in one minute in my life. And I came away so proud with that gold ribbon. And it truly resonated with those girls. I was getting the basic gold ribbon and came away proud. Yes. So it was just, it's things like that that you can do. And to see people in leadership. Because in the end, it truly is all about you and what you can do to your limits. Yes. You know, but yeah, the competition's there. That's great. We all need that. It's part of life. Right. We're not a competitive camp, but competition is a part of life. Because I wanted to ask you your take on winning and losing and how that plays out even through game on or beyond that. Because you did sports your whole career and your life, and they were important to you even in your business life, too. You were kept fit and healthy and everything, you know. So what does winning and losing mean to you? At game on we have a team incentive program. Teams rally together to earn points on a daily basis. You earn points for the following. Team spirit, teamwork, sportsmanship as a team, and a win. But this is where the emphasis is. You get as many points for a win as you do for the sportsmanship, the spirit, and the teamwork. Yep. So you could win every single game your team plays throughout the course of the summer and not win that first place trophy. Yep. Because other teams were more spirited, worked better together, 
and we're better sports. Yep. I think that's amazing. So that's 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 what it means. Yes, we have competition. Again, it is part of life. They have to learn about competition. But there are other things that are just as important, other values that we instill that are just as important. I just love your approach. <laughs> Thank you. It's so cool. Um, and it's really, it's really somehow you have found a balance between what I would call old school, which was probably when we grew up, which was about you win or you lose, and you go home a loser, you go home a winner, to finding a way for, to balance out the whole everyone's a winner, which is kind of the latest and greatest approach in a lot of sports and young, young kids' activities, to finding that place where everyone can be a winner, but it is in a, a very unique way where it's not about winning the competition, but about winning at life. God. Yes. And it's interesting because we have role models that come in, like you came in. We, yeah, that was a we brought blast. Oh my gosh, your whole, the little school bus showed up and the girls all came and did a tour of skirt sports. It was so special. It's about you know introducing them to role models that mm. we know um, combine yeah. their passion for sports with their profession. So we, we bring those people in. And we also bring in... In the afternoons, which I didn't get to, we have optionals. And every single day, the menu changes. And we bring in the karate. And we bring in the horseback riding. (laughs) And we bring in field hockey. And we bring in touch rugby and touch football. And we bring in all these other sports that um, we can expose these girls to. So your athletes that are soccer players, soccer, 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 love game on because they get that respite. They get to frolic. They get to try other mm-hmm. sports. And we've really converted from time to time those elite soccer players into lacrosse players. You know, they didn't know, they just didn't know about it. No. And, you know, I often think like these incredible athletes, what if they were never given a tennis racket? You, w- you would never know Serena and Venus Williams. You know, right. like, so just having the opportunity to introduce people to sports they've never heard of or seen. And to be honest, there are some sports on your list that I'd never heard of before. Like some kind of wiffle knuckle thing. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was just like, wow, this just sounds so fun. Yeah, well, believe me, if we have the uh, the game on for grown-up girls, we're having the water wars, we're having the tie-dye. Nice. Because we, we have some camp traditions in there too. So it's, oh. you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a blast. Well, let's talk about, um, let's go circle back around to compassion and uh, maybe compassion for self, because I do wanna hit on this. It's more personal, it's something you're going through right now, but I think it's really important just as a woman and you know, to share our stories helps so many other people. So you've recently been diagnosed with cancer yes. and you're in the middle of your treatments, correct? Right, I breast, uh, was diagnosed about a month ago with breast cancer, uh, had the lumpectomy right away. And um, when I return actually back to Chicago from Boulder will be starting radiation treatments. And, um, you know, that's, it is what it is. Well, what's, what's crazy is when I reached out to you to interview you, you were like, yes. And then it was, I just got some really bad news yesterday. You know, I've got cancer and, and there's a family history. Yes, serious family history. Yep, and so it's not something you take lightly no matter what. And in your case, even more serious. And um, what was really great was your sense of humor through this okay so maybe that's another thing to to think about here but i remember i uh, i think i wrote you that you're gonna you know you're gonna kick its ass and it's just you know like a world with a little less breast tissue yeah that was no that big was, deal right <laughs> right that was that was great I but um that line. but you did come back to me and you said hey here's the deal if you're gonna get breast cancer get mine because it's the best one you could get <laughs> because uh, you've got a great prognosis, right? Yes. But um, I actually didn't know how how you came to find yours, and I thought maybe you could share that so other people could be a little bit enlightened. Yes. I have always been very diligent um, in getting mammograms and had a mammogram, but it's it's interesting because for the first time, my gynecologist said, you know, you have dense breasts, like many women, and you have a family history. So we're gonna start you on what's called a uh, complete breast ultrasound, which is a relatively new technology. And there is something now called breast MRI. Oh. So 
Let me start off by saying last year, I had my mammogram a year ago, and I did have a false positive. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, how in the media about how mammograms, because they're producing these false positives, should be relied on less. Well, that could not be further from the case. If you have the opportunity to catch your cancer at an early stage and have a prognosis like mine, if you get a false positive here and there, so be it. It is so important. But what happened to me is that I was diligent and you know always did the self-breast exams as well, which is important because you know yourself. And then also had the mammogram, but also had for the first time ever this breast ultrasound. And the breast ultrasound caught a very early stage, very tiny tumor. Wow. That the wow. mammogram did not catch. So for me, it was almost patting myself on the back. Yes, cancer sucks, right? And it's scary. It's, you know, it just, it, it, it's just overwhelming. It just, just the word, right? But if you're diligent and if you're taking care of yourself, you're going to do anything you can to catch it early and to have that good prognosis. I don't need chemotherapy. You know, that's how early they caught it. And my my message here is to really take care of yourself, to, to listen to doctors. And because there's a test that could produce a false positive, which, you know, you might be nervous for a couple days uh, until mm-hmm. they, they find out that it, that it is false. You're going to walk out of there happy if it's a false positive. Right. But then you have a situation like mine where the next time it might be the real thing. But because you're diligent about it, you've caught it. Do you think people should ask for the ultrasound or the MRI, especially if they have risk factors? I think that you should talk to your gynecologist. You should talk Mm -hmm. to your doctors about it. Um, So there is the full breast ultrasound and there is a full breast MRI. So I, you know, I don't ever want to be giving out any kind of medical um, uh, information or, or advice from a medical perspective, but from a personal perspective, um, I feel it's worth being informed and doing what your doctor says you should do. As a lawyer would perfectly say it, <laughs> right? I guess no, but you know, this is as a woman too. Yeah, this I is know. this is truly. Uh, from my heart. It's, I know. You know, talk to your doctors, listen to what they say, and don't be caught up so much sometimes in the media and the press and studies that come out here and there. Trust your doctor. Yep. And I think that's so well said. And you know, in the end, doctors are kind of coaches. And this is the world we're living in today, yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Barb, we've run our 5K and a little extra. So it's <laughs> about time to wrap it up. Did we, did we finish strong? We did. We're finishing really strong. Okay. I mean, that's such an incredible note too, man. And we're all sitting here going, "You're gonna, you are gonna rock this thing when you get back to Chicago." Because we need you. Oh, we need I'm, you I'll to, be there. Don't worry. I know you Game will. Game on. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I there's one question that I ask every guest who comes on the show sure. at the very end, which is, if you could give our listeners one nugget, one little piece of advice, so they could run their worlds in a bigger and better way, what would it be? Ooh, you caught me on that one. Oh, it's a big one. Yes. I would say probably to believe in yourself and go after your dream. This goes for young girls all the way up through women. I did not start Game On till later in my career, and it was a dream, and I went for it. So I would say... If you're feeling unfulfilled, you're nervous to take a career, you know, alternative or to or to or to go out of your comfort zone and try something new, but you but you think deep inside it might fulfill you more. Really consider it. Seriously consider it. It's time. 
It's time. Well, let's do this. It's time to get people to sign their kids up for Game On Sports yeah. Camps. Um, we this that was awesome, amazing, and you know we still we you still have time to sign up for summer sessions, right? Absolutely, registration so, is rolling. All right, where are they? On our website at gameonsportscamp.com. And uh, the locations mm-hmm. right now, you're in the Midwest and Colorado, right? And oh, yes, right. So uh, Illinois, a couple locations, and then you're where else? Ohio. Mm-hmm. and trying to expand in Colorado. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. And Wilder Daboom is going to four weeks. We're excited Woo. about it. Um, and uh, yeah, get on there and get in. And it's a two-week minimum because you got to have more than one week for experiencing this thing. Yeah. And they take kids down to four years old. So Wilder's not going to be the youngest. It's so cool. Well... I'm very excited for what you're doing in this world and all the work that that you're doing to help girls build confidence and being such a great role model. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And um, by the way, if I could just throw in, we do a lot of community service as well. So oh, good. if you want to proud to throw like a girl clinic in your neighborhood or if we can help in any way and, um, you know, we, we like to be a big part of the community, a meaningful part of the community. Oh, so yeah, give I us a call. I'm going to look up that proud to throw like a girl thing. Yeah. Yeah. I could probably benefit from that too. <laughs> all right, Barb, all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Ah, it was so fun to sit with Barb and learn more about why she does this important work with girls. You know, it was even more fun to watch her interact with Wilder, minus the (laughs) story I told in the intro. You know, some people are simply called to do this work, and Barb has given herself 100% to it. So appreciative for her and for her presence in this world. And I know, I'm sure many of you are too. So for more information on Game on Sports Camps for Girls, check out the show notes. I will include a link. Um, You'll have to check for your locations, but let me know if you sign up, especially if you're in Boulder, and which weeks you're going to do. And hey, let's push for those game on sports camps for grown-up kids too. I will definitely be there, and I'll let you know when it happens. All right, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout, and I'll see you next week.